Now today's federal newscast. The Office of Personnel Management urges agencies to consider telework and workplace flexibilities during this week's heat wave. Telework-ready employees with permission from their supervisor can work from home on days when the air quality is bad. Employees can also consider adjusting their hours to avoid commuting during the hottest periods of the day. More than half of the Economic Research Service employees and two-thirds of the National Institute of Flood and Agriculture employees selected by USDA to move to Kansas City say they'll reject the relocation. Employees were supposed to inform the Department of their relocation decisions by July 15th. USDA says the numbers may change and employees have until September 30th to make a final decision. The Army says its Futures Command will be fully operational at the end of July. It set up a Futures Command at the beginning of 2018 to streamline acquisition and to keep acquisition and research teams under one organizational roof. Futures Command is focusing on areas like long-range precision fires and lethality. Agencies have new guidance on how they can best evaluate whether their telework programs are effective. The Office of Personnel Management says agencies should use employee engagement, participation, and other data to determine whether their work-life programs are meeting organizational priorities. OPM says agencies should use evidence-based strategies to show how well the programs are working. DHS releases its plan for its next-generational IT products and services contract. Federal News Network's Jason Miller reports. The Homeland Security Department decided to move to version 3 of the first source IT products and services contract. DHS Chief Procurement Officer Soraya Korea announced on FedBizOps.gov that first source 3 will have set-aside tracks across each of the five socioeconomic categories. It also will include specific ordering flexibilities for DHS. Korea says her office is working with the Office of the CIO and across the components to iron out the scope of first source 3 and establish an estimated timeline. Agencies paid out more than $150 billion in improper payments last year, but a bill to curb those costs is one step closer to becoming law. The Senate passed the Payment Integrity Information Act, which would require agencies to identify their programs with the highest rate of improper payments. The bill would also require the Office of Management and Budget and the Council of the Inspectors General on Integrity and Efficiency to issue guidance to agencies on best practices to curb improper payments. Optimism on Capitol Hill about a two-year budget deal that would avoid another round of automatic spending cuts. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has more. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says a spending deal is needed this week to make sure Congress can pass it before the August recess. But congressional officials say negotiations between Pelosi, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, and the Trump administration are close to the finish line. An agreement is needed by the end of this fiscal year to head off the threat of another government shutdown. It's also a prerequisite for Congress to start passing appropriations bills for 2020. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The professional aviation safety specialist is ringing the alarm bells over a looming potential government shutdown. PASS, which represents 11,000 Federal Aviation Administration employees, told the House Transportation Subcommittee on Aviation Wednesday that another government shutdown on October 1st would be of greater impact than the 35-day shutdown that happened earlier this year. Michael Perrone, the president of PASS, says the FAA continues to recover from the January shutdown, which caused backlogs in safety inspections and the processing of airline requests. The president's nominee to be the Federal Labor Relations Authority's general counsel should easily clear Senate confirmation. Catherine Bird faced the Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee for her nomination hearing. Two federal employee unions had expressed their concerns with Bird's nomination to the committee, but Bird says she was obligated to represent management's interests during past stints as a negotiator or consultant for the Departments of Health and Human Services and Veterans Affairs. She says she'll use existing federal statute to objectively review unions' unfair labor practice complaints 
as the FLRA general counsel. Cloud service providers looking to do business with the Department of Defense won't have to go through a separate approval process once they've met FedRAMP's moderate baseline standards. Jack Wilmer, DOD's information security officer, said DOD will issue general provisional authorizations to vendors that have a provisional authority to operate at the FedRAMP moderate impact level. Prior to this change, vendors had to meet 38 additional cybersecurity controls beyond FedRAMP moderate's baseline of 325 controls. Companies spend millions and wait years to get FedRAMP certified, even if they've already gotten the go-ahead from other agencies. So, Congressman Jerry Connolly and Mark Meadows plan to introduce a bill that would codify the FedRAMP process into law. The bill also would require agencies to presume that once a vendor has met a FedRAMP security criteria at one agency, they won't have to go through the entire process all over again at another agency. Find these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. I'm Lisa Wolf.